BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Malcolm Go podcast, December 14th, 2023. That song fucks. Sticks, Renegade. Yeah, that's the uh, Steelers anthem. You don't have to, uh, you know, so got a big win. So I figured we'd open up with a big Steelers anthem. Feels good. Feels Does. good. Hey, on it the feels good week. being on top. Sorry we're a day late. Uh, Tyler and I had to be at the Whites Only uh, Boston City Hall uh, Christmas party. <laughs> it was at the, uh, yes, the, the Southie Irish American Club. Uh, they wouldn't let anybody else in. It's very unfortunate. Um, obviously, that is a nod to old Mayor Wu. Uh, I think she's doing a great job. Hey, listen. Really? I don't live in Boston. Not my mayor, not my problems, what I say. Yeah, I, th- I think she's doing a stand-up job. I haven't heard any complaints. No, no complaints. I don't even know what she does or what she has done. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, she like trying to take away gas stoves. I don't know. Maybe she is. I don't know what she does, really, hey, to be honest with you. That's good business. <laughs> <laughs> we need some electric stoves. Yeah. You know what I drove by today, though? It is pretty hilarious. I was in Boston looking at jobs prior to running over a nail and uh, popping my tire. But um, I drove by behind City Hall, and I just... I was like fucking, I don't know, eight in the morning, and I looked, and it was that slide that the cops slid down. <laughs> I was like, just laughing hysterically to myself in my car, having that's just the time of my life. It's, it's Christmas just, time, and yeah. I see the slide of this. It's got to be the the most famous slide in the world at this point. It's just a good time. I mean, look at it. It's yeah. fucking. It looks fast. I'll be honest. The fucking thing looks. I don't know what. 
I still, I might have talked about it on this podcast a thousand times, but I talk about it in my personal life almost daily because I, th- I can't figure out how the police officer hits hyperspeed when like other children go down it and it's just going normal slide speed. I don't know if that, that he had like the Clark W. Griswold spray on his uh, police pants. Yeah, we did. <laughs> what happened? We did three podcasts on this. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I would like to dedicate an entire show to it. The police slide or something, yeah. and we just talk about it every single episode for six years. Yeah, it feels right. It feels kind of what we did, actually, last year. Yep. So if you listen to the Boston media, uh, apparently Belichick's fired. He's got no no future left. Um, irregardless, he goes into uh, Steelerville, takes a win from a guy that you hear has, you know, I mean, greatest coach of all time, was barely 500 last year, was coach of the year. Uh, I think he had either one more win or one less win than Belichick. Belichick did a shitty job, but Mike Tomlin was coach of the year. Got it. Um, you know, his team is terrible on offense this year, extremely average on defense. They won a few games, but have a negative point differential, which is maybe the first time in history that's ever happened. And uh, Bill goes in there, and Bailey Zappi unloads his fucking big old Bailey Zapper dick right on top of fucking TJ Watt and the boys and just lets loose throwing haymaker after haymaker in the first half. Second half, you know, he played a conservative as a leader does. So, I mean, you can't sit here and with a straight face tell me Bill Belichick's in the hot seat when Bill Belichick can literally still go to Pittsburgh with a team that is getting embarrassed on national TV week after week getting shut out at home to... To, to Brandon Staley and the Chargers in a cold day uh, in a rain game in Foxborough. You're losing 6-0, and then all of a sudden you can still go to Pittsburgh. You can still pack up your shit and go where you, you get one of your get-right games. You can't be the Pittsburgh Steelers and be the Patriots' get-right team. That just can't happen. And you can't sit here and tell me that the Pittsburgh Steelers' coaching staff is still doing a great job and la- was worthy of last year's Coach of the Year but somehow this year he's he's fine, not going to get fired. But Bill Belichick definitely out the door. Crazy, crazy that uh, this report from Curran comes out and no, like it's just yeah, he's we talked with someone who would know. Oh, it's always the same with the they. If you listen to the verbiage, the verbiage of the words they use, it's the, I think I heard from somebody in the know that's in the mix or whatever like that knows and says. And it could change. And they say, yeah. and it could change. And they always leave well, it up. Well, that's what came out today was yeah. that oh, yeah. this all could change, Yeah, of by course the way. it could. Because so you technically can't be wrong. But it's always the I yeah. thinks or uh, what I'm thinking. It's like, so there's always just big block letters. Who's going to replace Bill Belichick? Albert Breer thinks. Or fucking, here's a list of five guys Tom Curran's giving you that he thinks might take over. It was, if Bill Belichick is fired. Could yeah. change. It was a guy, like, the guy who would know yeah. is a guy wearing a Bruins sweater at the Brown Jug. <laughs> like, there's nobody. Which, <laughs> all due respect to the Brown Jug. Listen, El Prez finally went there, gave it a lower score than I would have. I did. Excuse me, I burped into the microphone. That's bad news, Bears. But anyway, I think he gave it a 7-5. That, the Brown Jug at Chelsea is in, is in a low 8. And he, he made a mistake, we'll say. Uh, this is off topic, obviously, but he he made a mistake. He said he wanted um, he said, you know, he wished that brown jug was less soupy. I said, that's not you not you don't go to the brown jug and get less soupy pizza. That's if you go to the brown jug and don't literally need to eat it with a spoon, then you didn't go to the brown jug. That's not how it works. 
You can't order something different. You can't go to an Italian restaurant and order Kung Pao. It doesn't work. You're getting what you're getting. They sell soup, not pizza. It's soup, and it's delicious. And by the way, best keto in the city. Anyway. Easy. Yeah. Easy best keto in the city. Yeah, oh, easy. Uh, yeah, and in the old days, it was a lot more fun. You'd go outside after having a few, and you'd get shanked. Now it's in like a fancy, uh, you know, it's next to a Home Depot. It's not, it's not, in the, it's not in the street. It's not in these streets anymore. It used to be in these streets. You know, you had to have a little bit of a, you needed to have a little bit of an edge to you to go to the old brown jug. Now it's more of a family fen- friendly uh, drinking spot. Sorry, I'm trying to find the Girardi uh, list of demands that he had for Belichick if he wants to stay. Oh, I feel like <laughs> oh that was Bedard, it. wasn't it? Oh, is it Bedard? Yeah, that's why I can't find well, it. Well, it's it's the same company. It might have been Giardi that wrote it, but it was. The Bedard website. Yeah, I saw it. It was like, just quit. Let us bully you. Like, when I think I literally tweeted one other podcast that, like, tweeted the – that obviously pays for it, which I would never do. And uh, he said, like um, – and I was like, this guy literally just wants to drag Bill through the streets with, like, the Game of Thrones shame bell. You know what I mean? Shame. 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 Just chinging yeah. behind – banging it behind her while she just while bill's just covered in dirt and blood and robes just a guy who's a reporter with clam chowder still on his <laughs> the side of his beard just complaining that belichick wasn't nice to him for all these years yeah like, the, the guy's got ozempic belly because he fucking lost like 80 pounds and all of a sudden he thinks he's hot shit he but meanwhile he literally owns a website that is just for fired media writers every every uh boston media writer whatever the fuck they call him scribe, whatever you call them, fucking talking heads, you know, the, t- the two to five guys will pop on, hot take guys, the Giardis, the, uh, ha- I think Haggerty from the, the Bruins. I mean, there's like four or five of them. Giant that fu- head Ted Johnson. Yeah, fuck him. He's not invited. He's, he can't even get a job there. But they had like four or five guys, you know, all fired from either national media or local media, and they all write for that and just, like, Giardi was okay for a while, but now he... The minute he went over there, it's hot take city. You yeah. know what I mean? It's fucking, you have to, like, the, t- the company line. They also employed Mike Loiko, who was, like, uh, the grand wizard of the KKK in this time. I think he was, they, they, he was a, like, a, a scout for them, whatever. He was a, a decent follower. He knew, like, a lot about Patriots, like, drafts and shit like that. So, like, a long time ago. This is wow, a throwback city. I mean, this is, like, <laughs> six, seven years ago. I used to follow him. He was kind of cunty. And then uh, all of a sudden, like, Oh, yeah, somebody that hated him because he like he did have like an he just had a like I said a cunty vibe. So people like got aggravated with him, and uh, somebody found like his old tweets and he was just dropping n bombs like early <laughs> on, like not even twelve years old, and he was like a school teacher immediately, like, immediately lost everything, like his whole his job, his job with Bedard, it was all a wrap for him. Like, hey, teach his own. What are you gonna say? Yeah, they came out uh, in support of the Harvard president. <laughs> <laughs> he said not only that's what this. The Boston Sports Journal came out with. That was their article today. Do they really? The, uh, it feels like they were. Oh, I was going to say, you tricked me with your straight face. I was like, so, why would they write about that? Qu- That's odd. Question, I mean, demand one. Belichick must be an open book and take complete responsibility in detail for the Patriots' failures since the end of the 2021 season in front of the media in a press conference <laughs> that real. is only finished when all questions have been asked and answered. That's not real. I mean, who? Swear to God, this is I know it demand. is. I know it. I remember reading it. But name one coach in the history of Earth that that has ever occurred, where a guy would just sit there and take a public flogging by the media. Never. 
First of all, Bill Parcells, who everyone loves and fucking adores because he was like, you know, he would just talk and go crazy kind of to the media. If you sat there and were like, you know, why did you draft uh, fucking Max Lane? Fucking when like whoever Orlando Pace was available. I don't know. Just making up names. I know Max Lane. But he was like, um, you know, imagine he said that to like Bill Parcells. He'd be like, go fuck your mother. Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you going to ask me, you fucking... Boston blog reporter. It would be like if we went to Apple and we we're like, "Why'd you get rid of the button?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, do you even know? I don't how- have to explain anything yeah. to you. Exactly. Do you even know anything about the software? <laughs> it's like, well, I use the phone all the time, so yeah, I think I know. I know everything there is to know about it because yeah. I got the iPod fucking video for four hundred dollars, and now defunct. Question number two. Oh, demand number demands. two. They were demands. Belichick right. must let the Crafts hire the general manager, and that person would have total authority over the roster, including draft and on game day. Ugh. What is wait roster on game day? So he's going to pick. So Bill's going to coach the entire team the whole week, but the general manager is going to make sure who's inactive on he's, the game day. Yeah, he's going to come in and be like, actually, this wide receiver sitting. Yeah. First of all, this is a non-starter. I this is I've had this literally. You know, I'm the meme. We're like. Uh, like there's a the meme where like the husband and wife are in bed and like the the husband's like just snuggling his blanket and uh, looking the other way and then the wife's looking at his back and it's usually like I bet he's thinking about other women and then it's usually like just some man thought like every, that's like my, my brain like my wife would be like I bet he's thinking about other women trying to fall asleep and I, my brain's like. First of all, Belichick would never give up the GM duties. Like, yeah, just, that's literally what it is. Like, that's never going to happen. I'm trying to go to sleep, and that's good. Instead of counting sheep, I'm like, how, how could this work? It would never work. So, you know what is infuriating about a lot of this, too, is like, all right, in order to be at the top of any type of business like this, right, in any industry, you're not just a guy who sits there and goes, whatever I say is what we're doing, no matter what. Yeah. He's sitting there. He's probably the best listener of taking other people's opinions, and then he just gets all the credit. Yeah, and they act like, I mean, they really act like he's in a cave with Alfred the butler, and he's just got a pencil, and he's just crossing off names, yeah. and just doing all the scouting, doing all the picking, not one word from anybody else. Just like about, if, he said, he showed up in 2000, he's like, this is the offense, this is the defense, it never changes. Yeah. He looks at everybody, nope, never change it. Don't change it ever. Don't touch it. Coach, I think we should do this. I think you should shut the <laughs> hell up. <laughs> well, you're fired, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just a ridiculous notion that that's how anything gets done, is that he just completely give. which, you know, you get all the credit when it's going well, and then when it goes bad, yeah, sure, you're, you're going to get shit on. But, yeah. like, they act like it's like he's the only guy doing anything. The I, Well, I just to, to harp on that, like, You've been okay. Imagine for me, like I don't know Warren Buffett. I'll pretend like I know what's like how stocks or anything works, but I'm sure he's CEO of his company, right? Uh, he's the CEO for 25 years, say. Bill, 70, like Bill, but yeah. But I mean Warren Buffett probably 85 years, 70, yeah, yeah something like that. So you've been the boss this long. You've called all the shots. You've been the top dog, you know. But you're getting a little old. So maybe you know the board's like. Why don't you just be the president and we'll have someone that is your boss doing what you used to do for 25 years and then tell you what to do. How do you think that would fucking go? Like, name any boss who would step down like a peg to, like, hire his, his like, not his successor, his boss. Like, you'd have a new boss. the absurd thing. And it's also, like, like, he 
wasn't the guy who taught all these other guys what to do. Yeah. So it's like he's obviously bringing these guys along. He wants to teach them how to coach, how to do this, how to do that. Like, he wants to teach people who he thinks are good and have potential. And he's done that a thousand times. Exactly. The people that are successes, like GMs, John Robinson, the Dimitrovs, Pioli, fucking Saban, for Christ's sakes. I mean, there's a million head coaches, GMs. I mean, GMs aren't really a thing in college, but, like, name a better guy at recruiting, a better guy at fucking hiring coaches than Saban. Um, you know, to think that he would just be like, ah, you know what? Yeah, you 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 pick the groceries to for uh, fucking the old Bill Parcells term. I mean, you pick the groceries, and I'll just coach him. First of all, that was the de- the deal was made in 2000. Like, you're not going to be able to fucking say you're not doing that anymore. Yeah, and it's, it's it's not like everyone is walking into these, like, meetings and being like, you know, I'm sure everyone has their guys when you're scouting and doing all that, but they're not walking in and he's going, eh, this guy's really not good. And he's like, well, I actually don't know anything about him, but I'm just going to make my own decision. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you no, just shut up? Like These guys are all region. They've got a thousand regional scouts, uh, you know, a national scout, a uh, uh, NFL scout. They've got a pro scout. They've got a, uh, you know, a college scout ahead of all this shit. And they all come with guys, and he probably, you know, they give them all the information, and they know what Bill wants to look for. Like, he's, he, he gives them the outline of players to look for, and they go and search for those guys, like any scout does. You know what I mean? And then he, you know, I'm sure ultimately he makes the final call, but it's a consensus. He's no, no one's ever, like, okay, how about the example of the, um, I can't, his name's, you know, slipping my mind, but the guy that was the quarterback's coach. Uh, in 2000 when they drafted Tom Brady and the guy was, it was a six round pick and they didn't really, you know, they were thinking about taking a backup and uh, you know, they were going to take Patrick Ramsey, but this guy was like obsessed. He was like, no, I'd rather much rather have um, much rather have um, Tom Brady from Michigan. They said he stayed still on the table. He's like, got to have this kid, got to have him um, from, and then fucking this is the guy that passed away in like training camp. But you know, if you didn't listen to him, then there would be no Tom Brady. You know what I mean? What's that shit on my ceiling? Or stain. It's for sure. Uh, leak. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> There's no water there. Why is there a fucking thing on my ceiling right now? I don't now? know. Looks like a ball. Looks like someone threw it. Like one of your kids. Oh, that makes sense. It's probably this football. Ball. Probably this fucking football hit the ceiling. That's good. Right next to all my expensive alcohol and glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. This is how my ADD works now. I can't focus on anything else. <laughs> all right, that's question. the only. I, like you're taught. That's the only thing I'll think about for the rest of my life. Question three. O'Brien gets total. I mean, demand three. O'Brien gets total authority over his offensive coaching staff, a heavy sure say he in the quarterback and Mac Jones's future, and autonomy on his personnel, game plan, and play calls. Demand four is Gerard Mayo is named the defensive coordinator and assistant head coach. If he's the successor, let's stop at number. Let's one at a time here. These are going to be like they're kind of the same between offense and defense. I get it. Okay. If he's the successor, then let him carry some of the burden. Steve Belichick can remain linebackers coach, Thanks. but Mayo is in charge of that unit. If he wants his own staff, he has the ability to do that as well. So he's basically saying, like, You're just Mayo like- can just fire <laughs> Bill's sons <laughs> yeah. if he wants. No. First of all, Steve has been coaching defense longer than fucking Gerard's been coaching the defense. They kept Gerard around. This whole idea that he is the successor in waiting is a fabricated thing the media made up. No one said, I guarantee you, if there's a contract that exists, there is no wording that says head coach in waiting. You know what I mean? It's 
there might have been fucking some discussion like, hey, listen, you stick around. Maybe you'll have the chance of the head job. It's not fucking it's set in stone. That was a media fucking yeah. made up thing. It was like in it, it's like until like 2012 when they're like, oh, we got Ryan Mallett. Like he's yeah. going to be the next guy. It's yeah. like, no, he's just the backup quarterback. No. And then he can move on eventually, too. Like we don't, I think like, they try to do that with Josh McDaniels. Like they got to lock him in to be the, you know, like to get him to stay from like Indianapolis. Mm. They like had to make him like head coach in waiting. That, that was another thing, but that never turned out to be true. There was just a fucking made-up thing. No, he just got more money and just is like, well, you get you like pretty better much better here, and the owner's better here. Yeah, and you have pretty much total control of an offense, so it's like not something you know, that Let's bad. see. I'd rather, would I rather coach Tom Brady or fucking Phillip Rivers? Or did, was Andrew Luck even still there? Matt I don't even Ryan, know. maybe. I don't know whoever don't know the fuck was there. But, um, yes. But no, that's crazy. And then, again, Gerard Mayo – is has been there less than Steven Belichick, and the defense was just as good when it, he wasn't when he was in fucking TV studios. I mean, sure, Gerard's obviously a charismatic and good coach, and a good obviously was a great player, and he falls right out of Belichick's mold to the point where I remember, in you know when they drafted him and they were caught like Teddy Bruschi and everybody would make fun of him for being like the coach's like lap dog, like Bill like Bill's lap dog basically, and now all of a sudden we're saying like. Okay, let's move on from Belichick, but let's bring in someone totally different like Gerard Mayo. Yeah. You know what I mean? You mean the exact same fucking guy who never learned from anybody but Bill Belichick and does everything just like him? And the, I guarantee you the fucking everything wouldn't change. Like, is it the culture? Are you going to keep the culture or are you going to change the culture? Because you can't have both. You want Gerard Mayo to be the coach? You got to keep the culture. You got to keep the Belichick, Patriot way, all that bullshit. Yeah. It, demand five is. The GM hires the special teams coordinator. If he wants to keep Joe okay. Judge, that's finally he's got a hit. Finally, he hit on one. <laughs> okay, listen, I don't know what Joe Judge is really doing, but that fucking guy that's really the special teams coordinator in name, I don't know. They're just not good enough anymore. They're not the same as they used to be. Granted, Matt Slater is the same age as me, so I mean he's old and he's going to probably retire after the end of this year. But like Schooler's coming up, uh, the punter's good, but like yeah. Their scheme isn't that good, but they did have that, I don't know, they're up and down. Like, they had that great, like, punt block where they, like, schemed it up. Uh, they have, you know. They've gotten a lot of punts blocked in the last, like, three years. They months. have gotten a lot of punts blocked. That's the difference where, like, the Patriots would all be the team blocking punts for a lot of years when it was, like, uh, O'Brien, not Bill O'Brien, uh, Scott O'Brien. Yeah, like, was that, I was trying to think of who was the guy with, like, the skinny guy with the goatee. That was yeah, Scott that was O'Brien. It. Yeah, he had, like, long blonde hair. He was old. Him, and then they went to, like, uh, Joe Judge, and they were just dominant on special teams. Uh, but, like, special teams coming, like, less and less. Like, they don't even – the kickoffs are basically out of the game now. Punt uh, – it's really punt team and, you know, punt protection and it, punt return. That's Realistically, it. it's – more and more seems to be, like, if you don't get a penalty on a special teams play – it was a successful play. Yeah, well, at least There's for the Patriots, it is. Penalties on every single goddamn special teams play. It is. It's, it's brutal. I mean, people are just – it's just – I mean, it's really a, a, a matter of time before it's just, okay, you take the ball to 25. Yeah. And, like, all the special teams is, like, out of it. It's just a shame, too, because Belichick is elite at that. Like, Matt Slater would have never played in the NFL, and he's a multi-multi-millionaire, maybe Hall of Famer. Yeah. Just from playing special teams. You know what I mean? Vinatieri. I mean, I'm sure they still have field goals, but, like – I mean, just there's so many players that like wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for special teams, um, you know. But so whatever. that's where the meteor is, and then that got followed up by Curran's report that Bill's gone. Yeah, 
hypothetically, maybe potentially, according to a drunk that I might <laughs> I might know, a guy I saw in some South Shore fucking bar pizza place. Yeah. Uh, no, I so I first saw it. You know, it's you feel the heat. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like it's first of all, it's pile on time. Like you know, like any time it was like a Brady Br- Belichick thing when they were having like a bad season or like when they made the playoffs, like some hit piece would come out like. They're like, oh, fucking, you know, Bill Belichick's a pedophile, like, reports and, like, the fucking, uh, on Sports Illustrated, like, the day of the AFC Championship game. Like, Wait, stuff what's like this that. story? No, that, that just, this is oh. a, a weird example. <laughs> it's like, I could uh, see at this point. That- <laughs> no, nothing. But it would be, like, the deflate gate shit or it would be, like, Belichick and Brady hate each other. Like, that yeah. was a big one, obviously. That, that one was, like, dropped the day of, like, the first playoff game, I think the last Super Bowl year, maybe. I mean, these are the same beat reporters that, at that famous press conference, the Cincinnati one, like, yes, they exactly. asked, like, so is it time to move on from Brady? Garoppolo. And Belichick exactly. was like, are you guys the dumbest ever? Yeah. Like, yeah. you were going to ask that question? He only won four Super Bowls after that. Yeah. Like, how stupid can you possibly look? I'd love to, like, re- replay that to, like, the guys that are in the media asking for Belichick. Like, are you even a coach anymore? Like, they're just, like, standing in front of me, like, do you even know what you're doing anymore? Or, first of all, age, like, at his age, he's older but like you don't forget football like they keep saying the games passed them by like they invented a new sport it's not the same it's not different the the off like they're moving different motions like all the fucking miami dolphins they're like well do you see these offenses do you see do you see how good these offenses are the, the Patriots look anything like that you, you, fucking kyle shanahan's never won the super bowl all of his fucking guys sean mcveigh won because they sold the entire team for first round picks and now they're dog shit the miami dolphins have not beaten a team over 500 Lost to the Titans this weekend. Yeah. They haven't been a team over 500. Watching that game, you're like, wow, Tyree Kill is the best player in the world because yeah. he went out for two quarters and they didn't get a first down. For two quarters, he comes back, first play, 30 yard catch. With a and, fucking sprained ankle. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, this team actually is pretty much based around him. Yeah. So and they it's, can run it, the ball, but they're not. It's very similar to like a fucking, but they're going to be, these guys are going to get caught up too. Like, this is no different than, than I mean, Shanahan's like been able to. I don't know. He like that offense is not much different than like his dad ran in Denver. It's like the same shit. The fucking the, the, yeah, the zone the, run, the game. zone run, and the fucking but the, no, the bootleg passes and shit. Which Brady was talking about this week was he's it's like you're throwing a lot of these passes over the middle in between the numbers, and safeties are teeing up on these Players. receivers because this is the the scheme is like yeah these plays work. They're wide open, but they get crushed. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup gets hurt. Like Tyre, like these guys get killed over the middle, and it's like, yeah, when it works, it works. But these guys don't stay healthy. These receivers. Yeah, I mean, but look, none of them have won. McVay won, but like, and he had a couple good years, and then they fucking, I don't know, was it successful? Yeah, I guess. But like, now the coach doesn't even want to be there anymore, and they're like fucking five hundred, and they're gonna always be. They don't even have a first round pick till like two thousand and forty five. Because they traded everybody for, you know, I don't even know how they made salary cap. Um, yeah, the only other coach that you can say, like Andy Reid, who's just always there. Yeah. Um, granted, he always has, like, you know, he's with Mahomes now, but it's like, it's still, he's he's a really good coach, even when the team's down and they they still seem to figure it out. Um, yeah, but again, who he, he had McNabb, uh, top three player, uh, top three pick for 10 years. I think he took Alex Smith to, like, an AFC championship game. Not a championship game. He took him to the playoffs. Playoffs. Again, number one overall pick, though. Not untalented. Yeah. Uh, and then, not- you know, and then he gets, then he got Mahomes, who's fucking, you know. I mean, yeah. he, 
When show anytime he had a, a, a below average or an average quarterback, he, they they fired him in Philadelphia in an instant. He had like three yeah, down Vic. years of like Kevin Kolb, and they were like, "Get the fuck out of here, yeah, Fatso." Like you know what I mean? It's it's always going to be you need a, a quarterback to do anything. You know, I don't know if Brock Purdy's good or it's going to like could be great anywhere else. I still think Mac Jones would be an All Pro in San Francisco. I uh, do not. I think Purdy. Like if you could give me, like what's the difference between Purdy and Tua? Right? Who's better? Who would you rather have? Uh, I don't know. Probably Purdy. I'd rather have Purdy. I think Purdy, if you watch him, is he's accurate. He throws the ball downfield. He has like something to him. Where like two is two is one more headshot from fucking and being in the dark room for How quite a while. Purdy or Dak? Dak? I don't know. Right now, I honestly, I I know he's kind of a fiery fucking. He's like fucking. I don't know. He's kind of like he's up and down, but he can get better. I really like Will Levis right now. He's fucking. You see his fire. He's got Brady esque fire. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna last. He's lowering his shoulder all the time on D lineman. Like, he's got Ooh. he's got Brady fire, and uh, I don't know. I'll tell you. I mean, I, there's something about him, and he's a New England kid, so he he grew up watching Tom, too. You know what I mean? I mean, fucking. I mean, there's something about him. Yeah, I, I watch Tom too, and I wear. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying we're the same, you know, athletic prowess, but I mean. I have my winter coat on. It's 38 degrees, yeah. <laughs> bundled up. I don't know. I just there's something about him. I, I like his vibe. I like the cut of his jib. I don't know. I think there is a difference between Purdy and these guys, but I think some. I don't know. I don't. Still, if I if I had a pick of any quarterback in the NFL uh, to run the Patriots' offense, not like like their offense, it would be Burrow. Yeah, Burrow or Mahomes is well. Mahomes, top. I think those are the I, two. Did, but like, I don't know if Mahomes would be as successful in the Patriots style offense. I think Burrow would run it perfectly, like the Brady, like the way Brady ran it, like you know, perfect timing, in and out. I mean, granted, he's got two All Pro receivers, you know what I mean, and like a, you know two other good ones. But um, I don't know. I think Burrow would be better than Mahomes in New England. But obviously, anywhere else, probably Mahomes is better. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know who who they're gonna wind up with next year. Do you think? It, oh, boys are cracking. Them. Boys are cracking. Do you think we will? Do you think we take one of these rookies, or do you think it's? Yeah, at this point, I think you really have to. I mean, oh, hold on. Let's, let's let's not get past the coaching stuff first. I and then we can get into like the team building. I I still don't think like even I was watching, which was a great podcast by the way. Uh, and I never watch old Patriots stuff just because it gives me the uh, I don't know, it just gives me the. It makes me sit in my feels for a little yeah. bit and be upset. Tony tears I, up at, at work. So I, I don't watch a lot of, like, uh, video podcasts in general. Like, if I do, it's audio. But I watched the uh, Julian Edelman Games with Names with Gronk, and it was so fucking good. Like, I've been out on Gronk. Not out, but, like, just, like, aggravated with him since he went to Tampa. But the way he talks about Boston, I'm such a fucking loser fan, by the <laughs> way. Like, I, Gronk says one good thing about Boston. I'm like, this guy's the fucking best. I'm like, I, I knew it. I knew it all along. He was my guy. You know what I mean? And he probably goes on Tampa Bay podcast. He's like, this is the greatest city in the world. Uh, but he did like this. You know, he was just t- they were just talking about how great it was. It was literally like me and you or me and my friends from, like, my high school years sitting around, getting shit-faced. Talking glory days about high school. Only difference is they are professional athletes and they won a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Like they were like, like they like. Remember we went and played Seattle and it was like it was the best man. I was like the, I was like this is the fucking best pod. Like, and then they literally just did the Malcolm Go podcast. They, they were like, who's the hottest guy in, on the team? Yeah, Gronk's dick isn't as big as his brother's. And I was like, this is fucking my podcast. They stole it. Is this my outline? I did watch that too. It was. Uh... 
It was funny when the one thing I thought was funny when he was like, he's like, I blocked that guy so far. He can't. He is just so corny. I can't even he handle. But how, he, I thought he was actually pretty good on that. I just. It's can't. hard to listen to him. He's the worst because he like thinks he's funny and then like he like a joke will hit his head and they go, oh yeah, and then he gets like more. He'll just keep he's, doing it over and over. He's again. really good at like because Julian's actually funny and a good host. Yeah, Julian's so, like, awesome. So he did like a really good job and he'll like they'll. He did have a good joke about Danny Amendola, like, taking, like, receiver pictures as a coach. And yeah. And it was about Instagram. Like, he's got the gloves and cleats on. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not on the team. <laughs> he's like, you're a coach. And they were making fun of him, and it was hilarious. He is 100% like, yeah, funny high school bully. Yeah, he's jokes. not. He's got, like, exactly. He's jock funny, like, zero uh, ability to outsmart anyone. But he'll, like, it would be funny to pants, like, this freshman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm going to, you know, and everyone would laugh and think it was hilarious. So he thinks he's hilarious. Yeah. Whereas Julian Edelman can make a funny joke because he was small his whole life and probably crush you with his words. Yeah, he came out. One of his stories was, yeah, I wore I wore a jersey that had no names on it. So I got the jersey yeah, that was 69. <laughs> he's like, I put that and I, I said it was the someone else. So I couldn't get in trouble. It's like, <laughs> so oh, dumb. yeah, everyone's dying. But he said, uh, he's like, yeah, I blocked this guy. Like, and I, I got the penalty against the Colts, and I threw him off the Colts. He kept saying that a yeah. million times. He's like, he's like, I got back to the sidelines. He's like, Belichick was, he's like, coach was smiling. He wasn't even mad at because <laughs> I think it turned him on a little bit. Yeah, got a little chubby. Yeah, he's like, I, it was literally great. They ranked how handsome like the players were. He's like, Tom's number one, then Jimmy, and he was like, and they were talking. He was like, well. You know, Tom was bullshit when Jimmy came on the team, too. And he would, they, they were making fun of him. They were like, nah. And, and, um, I don't know. It's just a lot of good stuff. I would, I recommend it. Uh, I don't remember why I got down this road. But it was basically just about – it was just like how funny it was that they were like professional athletes' glory days. And you know what I mean? It was so fucking good. They were like, we just used to kick – they were like, we just kicked the shit out of the Colts. And it was so good because I hate the Colts. Like, I always have. Ever since I was a little kid, I just remember watching the Patriots play the Colts. And they were both dog shit. Like – like the Patriots would go like one and fifteen, the Colts would be like two and fourteen, and then like they'd have a good game. I just remember sitting at my grandfather's birthday party, and they were like it was like ninety one or something, and uh, we were in like one of those old Italian clubs that we used to have those weird fucking uh, deli meat birthday parties at, where like there'd be deli meat platters everywhere, and uh, you'd be sitting there, and I remember watching the Patriots play the Colts, and Marshall Falk was a rookie, so I don't know whatever year that was, but. I just remember watching. I'm like, this. These teams are terrible, and I just I hated them ever since then. I was like, I hate the Colts. And uh, Bronx talking the whole time. I was like, I fucking I hate the Colts. He's like, I just hate them. I was like, I love this. I love them again. I'm back in on Gronk. Yeah, it is kind of funny that they have like similar like because you always think like yeah they don't really they're professional athletes. They're yeah. going to another team next year, but they like had a lot of the same feelings about teams because they were there pretty much their whole career. So yeah, I loved. Did. I just loved how they talked about it and was like. Playing for Boston, like I think Gronk said, yeah, it was Gronk. He was like, he's like, I've been all over. He's like, I went to Tampa, you know, I was in Arizona, you know. I, he's like, I've been to like Europe. He's like, I think Boston is the greatest sports city in the entire world. And I was like, yeah. fucking unbelievable thing to say. That's crazy. But like, I mean, it probably is when all all that, and even so, like when they were playing, the Bruins won, the Celtics won, the Red Sox won a ton. You know what I mean? So everybody was winning championships, and there was just a parade every two weeks, and it was just so much fun. And it, you'll never see that again, but it was just so fucking good. And they were just, the, you know, the best, the most elite players on the most elite team in the city. So, like, they were treated like kings. And I just loved that. I just loved all the stories. I mean, Gronk tells the story of, like, when he finally realized he was famous. And they were, like, in Providence all fucked up, and they walked in. They were like, 
he like the week before nobody knew who he was. He caught like three touchdowns that week, and then he came. He went to the same club the next week, and he couldn't even like get in the door. And he's just like, good shit. Yeah, it is funny how quickly around here that would just like you score two touchdowns, like that's it. Yeah, that's all you need to do around here. No, I, he's I fucking forget what he said. He was like, he was like, I was drinking in Boston. I was at a bar buying a drink. He's like, Julian's like, you've never paid for a drink in Boston your whole life. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I never have. And I, was, and I 100% would be buying beers for Gronkowski just to see if he'd invite me back to his house and we could do weird, crazy fucking, like, I don't know what he does in his house. Puzzles. I don't know. He does probably ping pong. Lift with him. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll throw the, some iron. Do a girl. couple sets. Yeah. Gronk, want to throw a couple hundos on that? Put a couple plates on that bad boy? <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I want to hang out with him. Meanwhile, like, they're, they're living, like, same teammate, but, like, completely different lifestyle. Tom Brady was at, like, the opening of the Fountain Blue, like, Las Vegas resort. He was throwing craps with Paul Anka yesterday. I'm like, what kind of, is, he a fuck, is he in the Rat Pack? What's happening right now? This is a fucking crazy, just from playing sports, how crazy and off the fucking rails everything goes. Every single Patriot from, like, those years is in the media now. Tom Brady is a worldwide celebrity. Like, it's crazy. Brewski's been in the media for a long time. Yeah, Brewski, Moss. Moss, Edelman, Gronk is, which is crazy. I mean, I, I get everyone. McCordy's are, and both announcers now. Who it? On oh, the McCordy's, yeah. Tons. Fucking even Aqib Tlaib was until fucking uh, his brother killed that guy. Remember that? No, fucking, they thought happen. he killed him. Was that over uh, like youth football? It was at a fucking like, Pop Warner game on the field. Insanity. I can see how things get. Ah, oh, trust me. I, I've been to enough youth hockey games where bottles were being thrown. To, I mean, it's just it's just a different location, right? I mean, in the South, football was crazy. In in the Northeast, hockey is crazy. So, like, I've seen enough hockey dad fights to to believe that anything can happen. Um, so yeah, I think I wanted to talk about just coaching. So like, uh, I really don't think. I mean, in my brain, I can't picture a team this team with Bill Belichick not being the coach. And I haven't heard from a one person unless they said Gerard Mayo, which clearly makes no sense to uh, any successor. Like who is there that you think can possibly step into his shoes? Like you need someone with the like charisma in like, uh, I don't even know the balls, like a Cam Newton to like, be comfortable with themselves taking over for the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? And then, and to actually, and you'd have to perform because if this guy fucks up, then you're in a cycle of like the Buffalo bills from like 99 to 2019. You know what I mean? 20 yeah, years. You could just say 23 because yeah. he's getting fired. Yeah. It's just, well, it's, but they at least hit on a quarterback this time. Like it was just bad quarterback, bad coach, fire the quarterback, yeah. fire the coach, fire the quarterback, fire the coach for like 20 years. It was just, Okay, we draft E.J. Manuel, J.P. Loseman, fucking try Bledsoe out for a little while, fucking try Fitzpatrick out. They had fucking Doug Marone. I mean, how many coaches they had? Probably fucking 20. You know what I mean? They had more coaches than we had fucking GMs or whatever, scouts, national scouts, and they got hired every 15 minutes. So, like, um, yeah, and it, it's real easy to get stuck in that cycle. Yeah. Once you start, it's the coach, the GM, the quarterback, they just rotate who gets fired. Yeah. And by the time you get to, like, the quarterback has a new GM and coach come in, and they're like, oh, we don't want this guy. He's the old guy. That quarterback's gone before he has a chance, and then you bring in another coach, I mean, another quarterback who's a rookie who's going to suck for a couple years. So you fire the coach. Right. And then the coach comes in, and he gets rid of the quarterback again. And you're like, all right, now we're on our third quarterback. What's this GM doing? The GM's gone. The He's clean, like, comes in. House. I want my new quarterback. It's like, yeah. So you just don't want to be that. It's so easy. You need to. It's to you fall. have to maintain a culture. 
like the winning culture. Like the Cowboys had it, lost it for a, forever. Now they're finally getting better again, right? The Steelers had it, and now it's like pretty much like they had it for like 50 years, and it's gone. You know, the San Francisco, the 80s, 90s, um, they lost it, and fucking now they're like finally getting better again. But like there's there's like keeping a winning tradition and culture alive forever is hard. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. But it comes with, like, knowing the past and keeping it moving forward. But if you want to go away from Belichick... You cannot fucking hire Gerard Mayo and say that with a straight face that you want to move on from Belichick. First of all, Belichick's going to take whoever the fuck he wants. Like, he's not going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers and just be like, I guess I'll just take who's here and we'll just go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? He's going to be like, no, fucking Gerard, you come with me. Steve, you come with me. Bill O'Brien, you come with me. You know, it's going to be fucking two dozen guys. We'll leave with them. The whole front office will be decimated. Everything will be decimated. You're starting from literal scratch. He's built up, like, Aside from the owners and, like, you know, fucking day, game day employees, who hasn't he hired in that building? Like, I couldn't probably every single person. You know what I mean? Every single scout person, fucking anything that has to do with game day operation, practice, how practices are set up. You're starting from literal scratch. And and you know, I have so many thoughts on it, but, like, I've, I even tweeted it the other day in – and uh, I, was, I was in an argument with some guy that was clearly anti-Belichick. And I just showed him, I was like, okay, here's the coaching staff from the last time they won the Super Bowl. They lost 75% of their coaching staff from that. That was five years ago. 75% of the coaches and executives were gone. So not even just the coaches, all the execs, the entire, sorry, so the, like the entire like front office was gone, half the defense, half the offense. And then I did their last decent year, which was like, uh, I think the Cam Newton year. And... Um, Every, the almost, it was 99% of the offense was gone. The entire front office, again, was gone. And, uh, and I was like, and people wonder why, like, the defense is so much better, but the offense isn't great. Like, they had to rebuild their entire front office two years ago, rebuild their entire offensive staff two years ago. Uh, you know, but the defensive staff was basically the same. But nobody wants to fucking talk about it. They just think Belichick's, like I said, in a room by himself making decisions. There's nobody, like, he's got to... Somebody could help him with that. Like, Kraft, you want to get involved? Help this motherfucker keep his fucking coaching staff and his executives. This, like, part of it, I'm pretty confident that this isn't happening to Carolina. No, that's <laughs> like, what I mean. They're no. not... Yeah, like... I don't know. At this point, like, if you're looking at, like, the next, like, three years, who would you rather be? You'd rather be the Saints or the Broncos? Would you rather have Sean Payton knowing what yeah. he's going to do? Or I don't even know who the coach for the Saints is, but like fired face. He's a fired face coach. He's yeah. nobody. They're in trouble. They're yeah. they're 
going to like pitter out in a couple of years and they're going to be at the bottom. They'll of the go line. back to the Saints and be fucking, yeah, 2 and 15. Yeah, so this is what happens. Like, the, the, even Seattle's down years. Like, Seattle hasn't been a top team, but even their down years are like, all right, they're fringe playoff. They're fine. Like, yeah. and then you build back up. Like, you keep the Tomlin with Pittsburgh is like, he's been, he's been, like steadily there, they just need to get over that hump. The argument where it's like with all these guys is always gonna be like all those teams have GMs. I don't know I'm Denver, but like uh, Shanahan's got a GM. He's got <laughs> John Lynch. You know, fucking. I'm sure Denver has one. Seattle has one. So that's always gonna be the argument. Like a guy's got to be, you know, buying the players while you coach, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Like I wish Bill was like a little bit more lenient. Like with. Long-term guys, right? They call him the GM, but he's not GM by title, right, Bill? Like, I wish he had kept, like, Casario and made him general manager. But, like, general manager doesn't necessarily mean I can fire the head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like general manager means you're the general manager, which I bet you for all intents and purposes he was. These guys leave to get, like, official, like, leadership over the entire organization. You know what I mean? They, that's why, like, Nick Casario left. It wasn't because, you know, he, he you know, he didn't like being here. I'm sure he just wanted to run his own team, you know, top to bottom. Yeah, and every every um, every like you know, basically marriage between the head coach and the GM doesn't have to be the same. Like, like it's like any marriage in life. Like, yeah, just because you're married doesn't mean like everything just works out. The or wife your wife likes still, you in yeah. general. Yeah, no, yeah, she can still be sleeping with the UPS guy, <laughs> but like, yeah, it doesn't mean it's all the same. But yeah, I don't know. I I think that could have made sense, but. I think you're just way too far down the road for any of that to even occur at this point. It's like, like to even ex- like bring that up, he's gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" Like this non-start. Like, well, he must have a head of personnel who is the GM and all of that. The guy Matt Grow, whatever. But like now, Ziggler's available. You can bring him back. I just really think like, like all this can be not fixed, but like you're talking about a hundred million dollars in cap space, so you can have all your guys back. You, that you want back. Anybody. Pick them. You could pay them top of the fucking market if you wanted to. Then you could get two, three big free agents, receivers, left tackles, anything, and a top five draft pick. So I see it both ways. You've got greatest coach of all time with fucking, you know, his staff in place, you know, his defense in place. Um, coming into a second year, you know, you got Mac as like a bridge quarterback. You can draft a high draft pick quarterback. Or you could take Marvin Harrison and get, like, fucking Jaden Daniels mid-first round. You could do anything. And what's he really looking at, like? Versus fucking... Five or six years left on the sidelines? Like, that's yeah probably about the max you see. So, at this point, it's like, yeah, bring whoever you need back. Everyone at this point knows, like... Go know. for it, man. He's got 18 wins to break the record. He's going to have... I mean, the argument is, like, do you trust him to spend that money? I mean... They, 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 they use, like, Jonu Smith, like, he's, like, the fucking, I mean, like, he, like, hamstrung the team forever. Yeah, they give a lot of money to Jonu Smith. Everyone was fucking amped about Jonu Smith getting paid so and coming here. Um, and then, fucking, who was, like, really a miss? Like, he's missed on draft picks, but his free agents are not really misses. Judon, one of the best defensive ends in the league. You know, Hunter Henry's a top 10 tight end. Um, Trent Ken- Brown's been solid. Trent Brown. Kendrick Bourne, nobody even knew who he was. He was a good receiver when he wasn't hurt and wasn't in the doghouse. Somebody tried to argue to me, like, yesterday. He's like, oh, yeah, well, Tr- why was Trent Brown benched by Matt Patricia? Like, Matt Patricia was like an offensive genius. I was like, I don't know. He's better when, when he plays. He's good. So, you tell me why. The offensive line <laughs> is 
getting pretty solid. Yeah. Like, right tackle, solid. Right guard, rookie, but, like, looks promising. Yeah. Strange has been playing really good lately. Like, better than I thought he could lately. Uh, Andrews is obviously old, but Trent Brown's been really good lately. So, they're on the verge of, like, getting a couple big-time pieces to make a move. T. Higgins and trade for, like, a Brandon Ayuk in his contract year and fucking draft Marvin Harrison or draft a Drake May or fucking Caleb Williams and be competing next year. I mean, you start a new coach, right? Right. I mean, how long does it take for any coach, any of the best coaches, like, that ever come up, right? How long does it take them to rebuild a team? Well, that's Two years, probably, minimum. Like, Sean McVay, I don't know if – Maybe he had a bad year his first year, or he had a good year his first year. I don't remember which. But, like, it's so rare that a team really competes, like, for Super Bowls, like, you know, earlier than the third year of a coach, right? So you're telling me you'd rather go out and find a guy, like a Detroit offensive coordinator with some rare random general manager who and yeah might not make the playoffs again. Yeah, you like, might just shut it down, like, forever. Or like Detroit just went from like they didn't make the playoffs last year. Everyone's like, oh, they could be a Super Bowl contender. Now to losing to Chicago, hard. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, let's see what's gonna. Ha- Are they gonna make the playoffs? Like we don't even know, but we already granted them the the greatest team in the history of football, like by week six. So yeah, so this guy's a genius. Would you rather go with something like that and wait three years, or go with a guy that knows what he's doing and has proven to you that he knows how to win, and has done it six times and is like eighteen wins away? Like, why wouldn't you just stay with that? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of these offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators who become head coaches. It's It doesn't really work that many times because it's, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. So, like, you're going to take a – it's a pretty big risk that could easily just not work. So, I I'm telling you, I don't think – I don't see the – I doubt Bill wants to leave. I doubt fucking – Anybody well, wants to fire him, but they all like winning. I mean, do you think Bill Belichick likes losing? Do you think he's like, I'm really shitty. Like, this sucks. And for him to leave at this point, it's like he's built up with guys of, like, the Mac Wilsons, the Peppers, uh, yeah. guys who, like, he has filled in the middle of his roster who are decent. He's just missing that top-end talent, which yeah, is missing right now. And it is. Like, all our top-end talents on defense – He's just got to turn it around. Like, he's got to he, – he did that for years, but, like, okay, he hits on fucking Gronkowski. He hits on uh, fucking, who knows, Logan Mankins. Hitting on McCourty, huge – McCourty, Hernandez. Yeah, but then – yeah, you know what I mean? Hernandez, huge offensive guys. And, like, two years later, he would hit on, like – or, like, Gronkowski and McCourty the same year, which is crazy. But, like, he would go on, like, really hot streaks of defensive players and really hot streaks of, streaks of offensive players. And, uh, you know – he just needs – I mean, Matt clearly wasn't the guy. Maybe they fucked him last year, but, like, there's no excuses this year. Like, you don't let fucking 2022 uh, ruin 2023 because, you know, the head, the offensive coordinator was different. Like, you can't be that fucked up. We're also so just only focused on our team completely. But everyone in, in around here basically is, like, complaining about all the things that I would say, like, Seattle kind of has. And they're not going to make the playoffs. Like no, all we want is, we would kill for DK Metcalf and Lockett and the two running backs that they have that are good, yeah. and the rookie cornerback and the D lineman they just signed, and Bobby Wag and all these guys that they have on their defense. And they're not going to make. They have all these stars, and they're not going to make the playoffs. And the Chargers, Chargers are fucking. They're probably losing right now. They're like 
four and eight, and they have somebody. Yeah, they're bad. Forty-two Pro Bowlers on that team, supposedly. Yet they're not going to make the playoffs. So it's like it's top a top three highest paid player of all time. Fucking three of the best defensive ends in the league stacked, and they're yeah they're terrible. They barely shouldn't even beat the Patriots. Patriots should have won, but they're terrible. But and that's what we're going to end up with is a team that you don't want these teams that are stuck with these big giant contracts when you don't have the team that's ready to make the jump. Like, we're kind of not that far away. Like, I don't think they're that bad of a team to be able to get a couple guys to make a jump. So, right. I think it's like, I'd rather just stick with Belichick. And, see, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? It's I hard mean, to win. Point, Take yeah, a is. chance and try to get some good players. Yeah, I, that's right. I mean, I, Tom Curran, I, for what it's worth, like, he, I didn't believe a word he said. And then I realized, like, um, you know, he did get the Brady stuff early, but he did have, like, Tom Brady Sr. was, like, his mole, and Edelman would talk to him, too. But, like, even Edelman said on his podcast this week, he's like, Tom didn't tell me. I was fucking so mad at him. But he, like, they were like, what? Some, they had, like, caller or, like, email questions, and they were like, what are the maddest you've ever been at Tom Brady? And he was like, oh, when he didn't tell me he was leaving, I found out on fucking Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that does. He's, he was like, yeah, so that was the maddest I've ever been at him. Especially because um, he was just a guy who would do literally anything for and him. And he had nothing. Like, he was left by himself. Yeah. Literally by himself. Like, Gronk was gone. Brady then leaves, so it was like him and Matt Slater. Like, uh, who the fuck are we playing Edelman with? and McCordy are two just, like, completely ride-or-die guys. Brewski's yeah. another one. Like, guys that just, they would still, they would have been happily, if they, like, yeah. were to die early, they'd be like, you can bury me in the practice field. Yeah, and I'd it. be happy. where I belong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> like, um, what do you call, like, I mean, it showed, I mean, fucking, Brewski had a stroke. He's like, fucking, I'm, I'm coming back. I don't yeah. care. He's like, I, he's like, I could stop now. I've won two Super Bowls, but, you know, Bill's out there. We're running two a days. So, like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that going to another coach and rebuilding is going to be like – it's not like we're going to get a new coach and then we're going to end up with a, a fucking jackass who looks at analytics and is just going to go for fourth and one and a half at his own six-yard line. Yeah. And just we're just going to lose games that way for five <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, and then, like, you, great. And then you'd right. be screaming in WEI that he's the worst coach ever and, like, Belichick would have done it this way. This is all these people, they just love to complain and just want to fucking jump on it like – I mean, a lot of people are just fucking literally lemmings to the uh, to the sports radio world. And, like, the minute the sports radio world is, like, turned on the coach or a player, like, the Twitter fucking just goes awry. And then you'll, every fucking anonymous fucking robot picture will come out and start screaming that they're the worst coach or the worst player in the world and that you're an idiot if you like them. And, like, oh, but they can't tell you a better option. Like, they don't know a better option to do it. They're just, well, well somebody else will decide that. No. Fucking tell me. You want him yeah. gone so bad. Who do you think's better than this guy? Well, it's it's pretty impressive because they are, uh, you know, some of the best GMs in all sports possible. Like, they're the best football GM. But then when basketball shows up, they could design a basketball team better <laughs> no than the problem. GM. And they could actually, like, fix the Red Sox pitching staff at the same time. And they would know which goalie to start. So yeah. they actually are pretty much savants. And, yeah. It's just – it's 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 nonstop. And it's – uh. It's a curse. It's a gift and a curse for this town. I mean, it's just it's fun to argue football with anybody or talk football with anybody, but like there's just people that just it's a hot take society and everyone just is jumping to the end, the biggest conclusions ever. And we, to be fair, like nobody could like bitch about the coaching or the quarterback for so long that like maybe we forgot what it was like, but like you know, I don't really remember. I remember sports radio, you know, before 2000, but it was like mostly like every team's terrible. Let's talk about like I don't know, 
fucking anything else. Let's talk about street hockey. You know what I mean? They were just every team was bad. They're like, maybe we can get fucking Roger Clemens to come back from Toronto. Nobody knew what that was going on, and um, you know. Well, it, you hear <laughs> interviews about guys who worked with Felger. Yeah. Who they would go through, and the uh, Celtics lost like a game, and it was like the third week of the season. And they, he gets on. He's like, "This is ridiculous. They're gonna suck." And blah blah blah. Like, how do you expect this? And he goes, "I, goes, I, I don't know. It was a game. In De- it was a basketball game in December. It doesn't. I don't think it really matters. Like, why don't we just see what happens? Barely counts." And they get off the radio, and he's like, "I don't know how you could ever do the job like that." Yeah. Like basically saying, like, no. The whole point is to get people to call. And when yeah. they lose, you have to get on the radio and say they suck. And then when they win, you have to still figure out reasons why to, they suck. You have to shit talk the opponent and be like, they're not even the team they played is like. Terrible. Yeah, you can't. It's just like you have to always be yeah. on this edge, and if you're not on this edge for a second, then well, you're gonna lose your audience. You're gonna lose any semblance of like, you I know, mean, anybody calling in, any of that interaction. What audience are you really losing? Like, who's listening to that anymore? Nobody Anyone? does it anymore. Everybody listens to podcasts now, but like, you can like, get like real information no. from real guys who actually know what's going on. Sports of these- radio is really like it's background to office work. Like that's like kind of like what sports radio. I don't ever listen to it because it makes me too. Ex- I get too fired up to listen to like John from Chelsea in the car. You know what I mean? I'm not listening to this guy call in. I it's- do picture all these like radio stations because they're like they're all gonna die. All these radio stations with the same re- beat reporters who like. They probably all have, like, a fax machine in yeah. their office that's just been unplugged for, like, a long time. <laughs> that's how shitty yeah. what is going on there. Like, they have – it's like uh, – well, I remember, like, when I was a kid and my dad told me – like, he would listen to WEI nonstop. And it was just the same thing. It was like, WEI, 2020, sports flash. I remember listening to that shit. John Meter Perel. And they'd be doing shit like that and then fucking – They'd come on, and it'd be interesting. They'd talk, and my dad was like, you know, this is the highest-rated sports radio station in the whole country. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And then, like, now it's fucking losing to the sports hub because Mike Felger says uh, Mac Jones sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's all gone now. There's no, no interesting shit about anybody anymore. Like Dennis and Callahan, or Dennis, I don't even remember who the fuck else was there. Eddie Andelman. No, <laughs> I, Eddie Andelman, the hot dog safari. I am reveling in their failure, but... What uh? What else is going on in the Malcolm Go universe? What's going on? No, I'm just uh. I don't know. So we we're gonna talk about uh, quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. You take. What do you think? In the I was talk- thinking more in the just in the Lacanti household. My house. I mean, it's what, what have you been up to? I just my birthday was uh, a couple weeks ago. Turned 38, like a gentleman. 38's not bad. Got a special thing in the mail today. Ooh. Oh, a save the date for somebody's wedding. <laughs> oh, look <laughs> out! Just... Found that white sweater, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I already returned that. I can't. Yeah, you should <laughs> I have. Returned just, that the I can still day. see the tag poking out of the back from your behind the back shot. Yeah. Walking I, on the beach. I was. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Well, let's walk in that. Do you have shoes on? I hope you have shoes on. Oh, yeah. It was freezing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the coldest it could possibly be. You're not really. I mean, you're a Saugus guy, but you lived in California for a little while. Like, I, I, in my mind, a Saugus guy doesn't take off his shoes at the beach. I, or it's usually. Basketball sneakers, or just sneakers in general. Well, you and Conti's all have a strange relationship with the beach. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not down on the beach, but like, I'm definitely wearing sneakers to it. I'm not wearing fucking sandals ever. Yeah, you don't. You like Crocs you, at a minimum. Yeah, you, it's just you. You just have that Revere Beach in your blood still. Oh, like yeah. you need a boardwalk. You need. need that's the only yeah. beach there is. Why would I want to hear the ocean there? when I can hear ding 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 boo ding 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 boo? <laughs> I love the fucking. I used to love the lions that would spray you down like a shower. You know, it was a shower to get all the sand off you when you were a kid. None of those work anymore. But they were giant lions 
then you would when you were walking off the beach, they would spit out of their mouths water. Oh man, that had to be the greatest invention since sliced bread. The old like the fifties, they built these things with a little box. They've all been s- since smashed. Uh, but um, yeah, they were pretty elite. And you just go to Kelly's or Bianchi's for pizza. It was the goat. There's no better. And then you didn't. Ha- and they said sandals forbidden. It's sneakers only and jean shorts. I get a nice picture of Dom at the beach here. Let me show you this one. Yeah. This is going to really translate to the He has a guitar. I might throw your fucking phone <laughs> at the wall. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah, that was that was tough. The sweat, like, picking out the pictures, we got them sent to us, and, like, yeah. I picked out, like, 10, and the girl picked out 10, and then all 10 of mine just had my back without my face <laughs> in it and my double chins this in it. This could be anybody. Yeah. And then hers were all her back, and we're like, oh, this is just. You should have done one of those pictures where, like, you know, like, the Instagram picture? Oh, jeez. <laughs> what the heck is that? Is he in underwear? No, he rolled his shorts up into his underwear to tan his thighs. Uh, hey, that's, a, a, that is, that's one of my moves, one of my classic go-tos. Yeah, you I don't have underwear, but... This is all you guys. You so, just, where is that? This is in Naples, Florida. Oh, classy. <laughs> hey, girls. <laughs> um, what was I just thinking in my head? Oh, you should be one of those guys that, like, your you're, uh, <laughs> you're, uh, save the date should have been uh, one of those Instagram shots where, like, uh, all it is is like the girl walking on the beach and she's looking back and your your hand is out there holding it. You know, like, like when yeah, you're the hand guy. <laughs> yeah, when it's like just the picture is taken from the man's perspective and all they see is your hand holding hers. Hey, we had to call uh, photographers, try to like book photographers. They're all like eight grand. It's like yeah. that doesn't even. We want like twelve pictures. I'll take a high school kid at this yeah, point. Yeah, anybody. And uh, I'll do it for, for, for half that. She's like, oh no, like one of them I had to we talked to him yesterday and she's like. Yeah, so, like, we like a nice, like, candid approach. Like, I might have, like, him do stuff where he's going to, like, tickle you and, like, Ugh. rub his nose on your cheek. And he's like, and then she's like, maybe he'll, like, spell his name on your cheek with his nose. I was like, Ew. what is this How lady? Is she like, know that? Yeah. <laughs> what? I was, uh, yeah, they're awful. They're I'm awful. Like, I did, uh, so, like, I'm cheap. So, my wife and I got a photographer for our wedding. And uh, he was also the DJ. So like, anyway, That's a good so, but he was like, and by, he goes like this. And by the way, I'm going to throw in engagement photos at no cost. I was like, I, that sounds fine. So my wife's like, I don't even care if we take those. I was like, we're taking them. Like they're giving them away. <laughs> so there's a place down the street called Saugus Ironworks. It's a uh, very, you know, it's not a famous, but it's a, it's the first ironworks in the country. So I want to say 90% of my family's, Wedding photos were taken there. I like bet if you it go was. to any one in my family's house, I'm not even joking. I thought I invented taking photos there. <laughs> I'm almost positive I did. I was like, my wife's like, where were you take pictures? Like, where are we even gonna do it? And it was like the fall. I was like, the ironworks gonna be awesome. <laughs> and I thought I invented it, and I now every picture I see is in there. But anyway, there's like bridges and water wheels and shit. And uh, me and Ann are just not like this at all. Like we think that shit's goofy. So like, uh, you know, we're taking the pictures and having some fun and doing silly shit. And then they're like, okay, go back to back or pretend you're thro- throwing him over the pretend you're throwing him over the bridge. And I was like, yeah. I can't fucking do this. It's impossible. Like I was sitting, I was, I had my chest on it and Anne's like, don't, I can't. Like she's like, <laughs> we were like, so we said no to so many things. We were like, that can't. Like if you ever even printed that or like sent it to someone, like I would never live it down from anybody. Like they'd be, that'd be, that'd be billboard size at like my family's Christmas Eve. It is. You, yeah, really, you, if my dad got a hold of that, do you know what would happen? <laughs> It is crazy how there's people that like he called me gay because I held up on a double instead of going for the triple. <laughs> you think he's you think he's gonna like a picture of me trying to hold on to a fucking bridge? The there like there's people though that like they can't get enough of this. 
No. Like, you talk to half – I feel like half the time the we were like, we have to interview – the photographers want to interview us. We're like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, oh, maybe it's because they're in vibe. full panic that they're going to run into, like, some crazy person who's, like, Obsessed. wants to do a seven-hour photo shoot. Yeah. This I, is – Ours this, went way too long, and we were like, let's go to this section. I was like, this this is fine right here. This yeah. is like, <laughs> take a picture in front of the things <laughs> that I know are exist, and like nobody else is going to see these pictures. I think we took them, and that was probably for the save the date or whatever, even if we did that. Actually, they weren't. We, we, we ended up not even using them at all. I think we might have just saved them and used like some random uh, like fucking Microsoft Word image for a fucking save the date. So if the, like, the video for your wedding, it costs roughly... Uh, four grand. Four million. So, what do you watch that like twice a week? I did not get one, <laughs> and I all the memories are up here, babe. Steel yeah. trap. That's what I'm saying. It's like who the fuck? Imagine walking into someone's house. You're like, hey, what's going on? Like, oh, I'm just popping in. I just wanted to drop this off. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, we're watching our wedding. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is my wrong play, with you? my my wedding was uh in New Hampshire, but it wasn't like backwoods in New Hampshire. It was just out of Manchester. So, and it was off a of main highway. Not very difficult to find. All my guests found it perfectly. All Everybody that needed to be there was there right on time, early, in fact. My photographer was like an hour and a half late. Like I was like, but by the way, also the DJ, as I, <laughs> as I remind you. So he's him and the lady that like were taking the photos and the DJ, he's setting up. I was like, can we take the picture before? Because like, that's become a thing. Like, like now, like the wife and group, that used to be like the, the cocktail hour used to be like, when the, the people were taking pictures, right? But now, like, everybody does, or at least any wedding I've been to in the last 10 years, like, the bride and groom go take pictures before the wedding, and then um, and then they, the fucking, you know, they're at the uh, the, the cocktail hour. So we were going to do the same thing. So uh, the guy shows up, he's like, ah, yeah, we're not going to make it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, we missed the whole cocktail hour, we're going to take pictures during it. Like, the whole fucking point, I was like, I didn't even give a fire. I was like, I paid you, what, like 600 bucks? I don't know. <laughs> You're doing four jobs. I don't care. <laughs> actually. He's got his iPod going on the inside. He's taking pictures on the outside. It was perfect. You could have showed up another hour away, and it still would have been worth <laughs> as it. As long as I had your iPod, it was fine. Yeah, it is. They have speakers just, inside. I don't even know. I just, I'm, I'm, yeah. Those bills rack up, though, don't they? Uh, Yeah. Well, you know what's not that expensive is a, a nice sturdy rope you can put in your closet. <laughs> just knowing it's there helps you. <laughs> no debt follows you anywhere you're going. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you just don't want to go through with the wedding. <laughs> oh, no. It really is like, oh, it just, I don't, I'm not finding it that fun. No, no, it's not fun. Uh, no, I mean, the wedding day is fun and the honeymoon is fun. But then, like, you're like, wow, we spent a lot of money. We could have, every single person says the exact same thing. It's like, we could have saved that and put a down payment on a house. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like, would you have all these awesome photos? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're, like, trying to figure out where we're going to go for the honeymoon. It's, like, either uh, Hampton Beach or Panama City. Uh, class. <laughs> yeah. Just going to live in Class. It I love Hampton Beach. You go to Hampton Beach on a March day. Yeah. It would be fucking classy. There's a hot tub in the hotel room. <laughs> Heart-shaped? Yeah. I haven't been to Hampton Beach in probably, fuck me, probably 17 years. <laughs> I think that, yeah, probably the last time I went, I was probably 21. In my 17 years past being 21, Jeez. fuck me. My fucking, I, I'm, almost, my, my, I'm almost old enough to drink past my 21st birthday almost. Christ's sakes. The first time I ever, uh, one of the first times I ever drank, we went up there with Dom. It was like me and Dom. He had that car where the wheels fell off when it he was, was my driving. car, Pontiac. <laughs> yeah. Pontiac Bonneville. We had that. We were driving up there. It was me, him. Uh, there was three of us in the car. We got there we were drinking some beers on the beach 
And Dom's like, got a zin, or not a zin, a, uh, a tin of tobacco, Sold. a chewing tobacco. Oh, Never man. did tobacco in my life. Pop some tobacco in. While we're drinking, drinking first time. While we're drinking beers on the beach, throw up all yeah, over the beach. Immediately, yeah, of like, course. Could have told you that was where that was ended. I was like, what is anyone but, doing with this stuff? Nah, I'm not good at that shit either. One time I was like hanging out, and my friend had cherry skull. And, of course, we were drunk. But I had done it before, but I knew the effects it was going to have on me. And uh, I never had cherry. Uh, and uh, he was my buddy was with a guy from Texas because he's like he would work. Um, he was like a new, in Northeastern. It was like co-op, you know, the thing where yeah. like you go away for like or like you work somewhere. And he happened to work in Austin, Texas and made friends with like a Texan guy. And he came back with them like um, in the summertime. They were hanging out and uh, they were like, let's all dip because he's dipping. He's just like, that's what he does. Like, that's just normal for him. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm one of the guys. And um, I popped it in. After like six probably Keystone lights, and I fucking went and threw up everywhere. And the guy was like, "What a fucking pussy!" And I was like, yeah, "I can't even argue." <laughs> He's like, you, "He goes, you threw up from Cherry Skull." I was like, "Listen, man, don't bully me here, okay?" I don't know how you ever get past the throwing up from doing tobacco and keep doing it thing. Like, how do you never not like people? Then end up like loving that like that that like spin. I don't get it. Like people like they just get used to it. Like yeah. the way you would get used to like vertigo. I don't know. I can't. I could never do it. I just never. No, like, I mean, I only tried it a couple times. Me. And then it's like it's stuck in your mouth. It's all gross. Yeah. You're like, what is this? What are we doing here, people? I don't know. Even talk. Who's even playing? I'm playing Kansas City this week. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's going to be tough. I th- for some reason, I have a feeling they're going to compete again. They're eight and a, they're eight point underdogs at home. Started at ten and a half. Um, but I think the Chiefs are uh, going through it right now. I'm stuck in my nose. But yeah, um, Pete, this could be a get-right game for the Chiefs. It could. Like, be. This could be like a hey, let's put it on them and remind everyone like where we are. Or this could be. I think the Patriots, like every other game that we've watched for the past seven weeks, yeah, with three minutes left in the game, they're going to be down eight, yeah. not cross the fifty with the ball, and just oh. have a chance to win, but not. Yeah, I still. So the, the for the main thing is like, like for all the things that have been said, like I've seen Jets teams quit in October. Like this team is out of it. Like mathematically, can't make the playoffs, right? And their defense is still playing hard. They're number three run defense in the league, or number one run defense in the league with like the lowest runs against uh, yards against average in the and in like the last twenty years. They're still playing fucking hard on defense, and I have no doubt they're playing hard on offense, but they're just not good. And, like, they're playing for their coach, but nobody wants to mention that. But, like, they're still playing hard as fuck because they like, you know, somebody's got to see that. Kraft's got to see that and be like, they're playing hard as fuck right now. Like, the defense won't give up any fucking points because the offense can't score, but they're still not quitting. And that was a couple of the players said that after the game. They're like, oh, we wanted that for coach because he's like, yeah. they're like, we're not performing well, but I, he's taking a lot of shit for this. It's like, you do yeah. not want to be the players against Bill Fired. Yeah, no shit. Because it's like, yeah, tech, like. All they're basically saying is like, yeah, all you guys suck, and he got you guys. That's why you. That's why he has to go. Yeah, it's like that's gonna kind of be a weird thing to be like, oh yeah, I guess we all suck because right. of me. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I just. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I just. I think that the Patriots gonna fight and still play hard, and the, like, for as as good as the Chiefs are, like they're not unbeatable. They're not great. You know what I mean. You could easily as great hold as this offense been. under twenty points. Yeah, you can hold them under twenty. I don't. The Patriots aren't going to outscore them, but like, I still think they'll cover. They're eight point underdogs. I think they'll cover. I bet you it'll be like a. I bet you it's going to be like a, a seventeen to uh, eleven game or something like that. 
17 yeah. to 17 to 12 with I mean? a chance somehow it's not going to happen no. because we just not we're not good enough but they're going to have a chance to win because and yeah these teams aren't that much better than the patriots and don't discount the fact that they were fucking flexed out of monday night like that that bill isn't fucking bringing that up like you were move you guys were so shitty we were all so shitty that they moved us to Sunday at 1 because we weren't good enough to play in front of the whole country. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, which is an embarrassment. But I don't think he's not using that as fucking uh, a way to uh, motivate his team. The offense also had, like, we didn't even talk about the Steelers game because it's, like, it's no. so irrelevant that the season's <laughs> over. But, yeah. like, Zappi was slinging in the first half. He was throwing He was throwing real well. Like, the, the pass down the sideline to Hunter Henry was probably not what you should have done. But it was so unbelievably perfect that, like, it couldn't have – like, it was awesome. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's no way he could make that throw. If he did that 100 more times, he would never do it again. And that wasn't that much different than that throw that Mac threw, that Ramsey pick Yeah. earlier in the year. Like, it wasn't that much different no. of, like, a – there's a safety there who knows where the ball's going. Zappi just fired it on a and line. And it was just – at the, it was like a, a centimeter over the guy's hand. Yeah. And it landed right into Hunter. And Hunter Henry caught it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? A hard catch. What we haven't had all year. Like, any any ball that was, like, remotely difficult to catch, no Patriot receiver has caught it. Hunter Henry caught the ball. Thank you. See? It, the, it works if you can do it. Douglas is coming back. He'll be back this week. Probably Butte will be back this week. Zappi does scare and, me because he does, like, in the second half, they were like, all right. You tried to throw two picks yeah, on this drive. Like, we're not going to do that anymore. But, like, they can't score on us, so let's just slow down is basically what it was. Yeah. Where this game is not going to be that. They're going to have no. to take some chances. So That's fine. I mean, what? I, I kind of have, like, a 240, four touchdowns, two interception zappy game. Four touchdowns? <laughs> That's where I'm at. You, he is a gunslinger, though. Cocky <laughs> Could as he hell. do that? Could he throw four touchdowns? I don't see why not. And I'll tell you, you had a little breakout last week, and for everybody giving him giving him shit your boy juju had a little bit of a breakout last week yeah juju did make some nice plays that long <laughs> what do you have? he had like 90 yards right demario douglas being back is going to be huge for this offense juju catching on to the offense finally yeah hunter henry scoring tuds get a couple tugs it was like it was nice watching like them just feed zeke too yeah zeke zeke just knows how zeke to is becoming a primary free agent return right now need him yeah. back yeah you just like just the way like you he just like you know he'll it's like a slow run slow run yeah. boom plants the foot up there's field, zero drop yards. off between him and Ramondre like it's like he's probably better in the passing game than Ramondre is yeah they break like tackles similarly yeah where they're like they're not fast they're not quick and they're not like over powerful but they're all of them at the same time they lost Damian Harris and got better at running back basically he doesn't even play I think he got hurt I think he might be out for the year but is he because yeah. he wasn't really doing much. He, he never won the starting job. I thought he was going to be decent for them. Yeah, me too. But I don't know. He just, yeah, I didn't realize he Whatever. got hurt. He got, he got hurt. Like, yeah, he got hurt early, but he wasn't doing anything before that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I like Zeke. I kind of like the offense. I kind of like them to put some points up potentially. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think they're going to fight. I mean, I think you're still going to see. I mean, this last four games, I think they're just going to fight through it all. I mean, other than the Chiefs. You got the Bills on the road. You got the Jets. And there's one more team. Broncos, I think, is on the road, too. So, I mean, three tough games and then the Jets at home, which you should win. Which, first of all, Christmas miracle. I've had that game up on fucking uh, the Patriots, like, for sale app, uh, app for, like, literally since the beginning of the year. 
and um, it sold the other day. I was like, this can't be true. Is this spam? Like, it just, out of nowhere. Like, I never go to the last game because I'm usually on vacation or whatever. And I was like, this is, that's impossible. And somebody literally bought the tickets for, not face value. I mean, below face value, but more than $1. Which is <laughs> so, like, I couldn't be more happy. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, as as usual, listen, you know, we're on Twitter, Malcolm Go Pod at Brady Disciple. Ever since KP, uh, I don't know, invaded the Ukraine or wherever he is now, he's uh, he the Malcolm Go Pod Twitter hasn't been uh, as as uh, energetic. Not a lot of action on that pod. Um, he's usually just tweeting uh, state secrets or not tweeting, texting state secrets to us. Quincy, um, the uh, amount of like. Borderline racist tweets have gone down. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody got a stern warning from Major. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then obviously the Patreon. We'd love you can get on there and just subscribe for free. I'd love that too. I mean, you know, you want to chip in a buck for the boys? We'd really like that. That's Patreon.com/slash/MalcolmGoPodcast. And uh, join the Discord where we just sit there and we chat. Got some great info from the boys. I'm really enjoying the Discord. Tyler never gets in the Discord. KP was in the Discord. I'm always in it. I'm always in these streets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest about Discord. It's like it's the first time I feel old because yeah. every single time it's like go in the Discord and go and here. Shit. I can't find where the conversations are happening. <laughs> there are KP a lot of would things. be like, "Oh, we're going at this guy. Like, get over here." And I, I'll go in the Discord. I'm like, I I can't even get there. Like, I think I'm pressing <laughs> the wrong buttons. Well, I don't know. They make different channels on a so there's like a server. Which is like, you know, whatever. So, like, the Malcolm Go podcast has a server, and then it has all these channels. But we only ever use one. You know what I mean? There's, like, a thousand of them. But, uh, like, there's, like, one for admins where it's, like, just me. Like, I could talk to, like, other admins, which is, like, two other people. And then there's, like, um, you know, and then there's this, the chat ones, which is just, like, we're talking about the Patriots or we're just talking about anything. Tits. I don't know. What do people talk about? Anyway. Yeah, because you guys are, you'll talk about, like, you'll do, like, oh, we're in the Discord during, like, the game, and we're talking Always. about this, and I'm going at that. And I'm, like... I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. I just didn't know how to say. I can't so I go to the app store and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, let's get a win. Enjoyable pod. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, if we're not dead. Do your job. All right. Don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. Stack receivers two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Uh-huh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's Let's do it. intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And Warner goes back to throw, and here's the blitz by Mike Ray. Snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam Vinatieri booms a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over, and the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The best team in the world! Hey! Did it! I love you, man. Did it, bro. I love you. 
I love you. You work your ass off. You're the greatest you quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.